Welcome to the Fit Affiliate Podcast, where we talk about behavior and behavior-based conversations as they relate to CrossFit affiliate owners and coaches. My name's Lisa Hetherington, and I'm your co-host. Sitting alongside me are Tony and Chuck, the founders of Fit Affiliate. And welcome back to another episode of the Fit Affiliate Fit Affiliate Podcast. Got ahead of myself then. I am super excited today to have another special guest. They're rolling out of the woodwork of late, but Ash Coppola, how are you? I'm doing great, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And all the better for having a chance to have a chat with you on this fine day. Yeah. And why I thought that you would be... um, a fantastic guest to talk about is, you know, your experience um, in CrossFit and the various roles you've had, you know, I think we can have a really interesting chat. So why don't you give us a little bit of a background on, you know, how long you've been in CrossFit, how you came across it, and, you know, what are some of the the reasons you, you know, love it? Yeah, um, I found CrossFit initially probably about seven years ago um and then really got into it about six years ago i found it i came in as kind of a yoga instructor for them uh to for them to provide an extra service to their members and with that i would be able to take a free class once a week and i was obsessed with it Uh, i was always an athlete and train and it was just like the next step up and I was like I need to be part of this um so after working with them for about a year I was like okay I gotta get my level one I gotta get in here Mm. um (laughs) and so I've been coaching I guess for about five years now and yeah that that journey was very organic Mm. which you know, it's how it happens for a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being immersed in the community and and your experience and background, I guess, teaching yoga gives you, I guess, a little bit of a unique perspective when you're working with members and clients around, you know, movement and recovery and, you know, range mm-hmm. of movement and flexibility and mobility. So. Um, how have you found integrating those two, which people can often think that CrossFit and yoga are completely opposite ends of the spectrum? Yeah, it's interesting because when I work in yoga studios and they hear I I also run a CrossFit gym and coach CrossFit, they're like, oh, my, I could never do that. And then when I'm in CrossFit, they're always like, I could never do yoga. And I'm like, no, you guys have to find the balance between the two. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful marriage. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think the bets as a coach is watching movement, being able to identify if, you know, someone is struggling with range of motion. Uh, I have a little bit of a different toolbox to help them. Um, and it's in warming recovery, cool downs and such to get certain things active and some dynamic movement before you know, loading or anything like that, which has been helpful. Mm. Um, And I've also brought some yogis into CrossFit and they realize it's just like anything else. 
It's where you start at the and work your way up. Mm. Expectations low and your ego out of question and, you know. Which is probably why a lot of people don't want to try yoga because the the old ego is like, oh, I'm going to be really bad at that. It's it's uncomfortable. It's I'm not going to be able to hold those positions or do it. So I'm just not doing that. And uh, it can be that same thing that, you know, keeps people out of yoga as much as they keep out of CrossFit. Maybe that's why, you know, they've kind of found a little nest together in a lot of gyms is they'll run their own yoga sessions and stuff. So, yeah, that maybe there's more parallels than we we like to think. Oh, absolutely. A a thousand percent there is. Um, It's it's all about the mindset. Yeah, that's right. Like everything. So one of the things that I really want to talk to you about today is your experience in being a gym manager slash head coach. Um, We have a lot of people who come through on consult to make inquiries at here at Fitfiliate and they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm not an owner. And, you know, being a a head coach or a, uh, a gym manager can be a really sticky sort of position to be in. It's kind of like a no man's land, I guess, where, you know, you can feel that either the owner is completely not present, so you're left to do everything, but you actually have not much authority or you've got an owner who won't let go of things because we like to hold on to things from an owner's perspective, or you don't know what the boundaries are, what you can put forward, you really want to contribute. And then meanwhile, the owner's sitting in the office going, I wish my coaches would contribute more and, and you know, help row this boat. So, you know, unless there can be a lot of clear communication and even as gym owners, we struggle we go, well, we've got this person, we put in the head coach and we've given them all the stuff we don't want to do. Um, what else do we do with them kind of thing? How have you sort of navigated that experience in your various, you know, roles in and trying to find where in the in the place that you sit? Mm. Um, well, and I think my evolution to the gym manager kind of came organically it really was like a a step by step and then one day it was like oh I am in charge of this place and you know my my owner is gets to you know run his own other business and he knows like there's a complete trust that I will take care of this place for him um yeah where I started was First, I just took over majority of the classes to try and get some more classes under my belt. And then I took on small roles. I just kept on asking for more responsibilities and roles. And after COVID, um, it kind of evolved with coaches. There was a lot of people, um, you know, including the owner that were just not ready to come back when we were allowed to open because there were so many rules there was so much fear Mm. um which you know was a really hard thing to navigate but um that was kind of when it really evolved into full like okay i run the show here um and i would say that coming into that role it was almost like i didn't realize i was doing it so Mm. Um, because everything else had happened so step by step that all the little things on the back end were 
already happening. But then it was right after COVID when we, I didn't really have any coaches. I had like one or two that were able to help here and there, but I needed a team. Mm. Um, and then it was, you know, a couple of my, our clients became coaches. They got their level one. And then it was like, oh, I have to run, manage all these people, not just like the members and running good classes. And that was yeah. for me, um, kind of like, it was already happening, but I didn't realize it was happening until I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I have issues. I'm in charge of these issues now. Um, yeah. and I'm looking like, for an adult, you're adult. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in my sense, I would say, you know, the owner was very free to allow me. Um, he gave me a lot of freedom to try things and do what I needed to do, which was really wonderful. Mm, right. So that transparency was there. Um, yep. But as far as like me learning steps I should take and what things I should handle in what way, I mean, that was just a whole trial and error. Yep. Yeah. You know, and I don't think he had ever had anyone that took that role on for him before either. So I think he and I were both learning that balance mm. and that shift. Yeah. And that can be the the hard thing is is trying to figure out where the boundaries are and and where the um as my dog comes in, where the boundaries are and you know what the expectations are when neither not you know it can be a powerful thing as a gym owner to have the right person sitting in that seat that is going to help you know take you forward but um if you're not using it to its full potential or you know kind of just it can be a lost opportunity so yeah do you feel um so one of the things we talk about a lot is, I'll rephrase it, one of the things we talk about a lot is the um, concept of coach maths, for example. So it's a it's a joke in, in CrossFit land that coaches look around and go, oh, you know, Bob's got 100 members paying 200 bucks a month. Wow, he's like rolling in it. This is amazing. I'm going to go open an affiliate. But what the coach is not also understanding, I might make that much a month, but also, you know, over the year my expenditure is you know one dollar less than than that revenue or whatever having that look right. behind the curtains can be quite a um confronting but also a very sort of eye-opening experience for coach to truly understand why some decisions are made in the affiliate did you find that as you went through that kind of not that i thought that you did coach maths but did you as you saw more behind the curtain of the affiliate did you, did it make you want to be more, you know, engaged or give you more awareness of why, understanding why things were happening the way that they did? Yes, it definitely did. And I didn't really have insight to what our costs were until mm. fairly recently. Um, so it was challenging to see or to make uh, decisions i guess mm. on you know how many hours should we pay other coaches how much should i make sure i have covered and and what mm. else do we need to try to bring in and what should we charge and all of those mm. things because i 
didn't really know or understand what the baseline needed to be. And yep. once I had that information, it, like yep. you just look at everything and everyone with different eyes. Yeah. I remember when everything. I came into affiliate as a client and they started showing me some, you know, what, what it cost me to run classes and, and, you know, what classes were popular. We described it as having a Terminator eye. So once you see that information, you can't and see it, then you look at it and go, oh, this is not working and oh, that's got to go or whatever. And it's really easy to see where the holes are once you understand those metrics and, and see what's, what's happening and, you know, why it's just, just hard sometimes. Yeah, it's like once you see it, you can't unsee it kind of thing, even if you wish you could. <laughs> and, you know, a perfect example, we used to have a a 9 a.m. years. And, you know, the last year I coached it, it was the same three people. <laughs> and yep. then it went down to two people. And... Mm kept it on because you know it was this like oh well this guy can't come to any other class but it was like yeah. that's five hours a week that is being completely thrown out and mm. like as much as we don't that member and that would make us sad it's realizing how much money you're technically spending to run yeah. that class yeah you're not actually getting so, ahead you're actually more ahead if you didn't have that person Right. Yeah, I did that for years, kept a, a 7.30 p.m. class going because I was like, oh, you know, this person can't go to another class. Then they left the gym and went to another gym and they were going to a 6.15 p.m. at their other gym because they didn't offer the 7.30. He was just coming to the 7.30 because it was convenient because he could. And I was like, mm. oh, that, okay, no longer doing stuff, you know, on that basis. So one of the big things that you did, um, I guess, to take ownership of your own development is you signed up for our Power and Numbers program, our PIN program, um, which you went through. What triggered you to jump into that, like off your own sort of volition? Oh, you want the full story or the abbreviated <laughs> version? <laughs> Whichever one you want to go with. We've got all day. Um, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give somewhere in between. Um, yep. I took. Tony's seminar when, uh, when he did the gymnastics course. And I think I was actually the last one. Um, and it was, I've taken so many seminars and it was the first seminar that I left feeling like I actually had an action plan and a way to implement. And I was able to remember things without feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Um, and, you know, he spoke about Fitfiliate and got a free call and all of that. So I was like, well, I'm going to take it. <laughs> um, and, you know, talking to Chuck and Tony was just really eye-opening for a number of reasons, which I won't go down that rabbit hole. But um, basically learning that my approach and my mindset with just, you know, and so many people think like this, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was wrong, but it was just, it needed a little bit of like gray area to have some curiosity and, and shift mm -hmm. the perspective yep. and yep. had so many aha moments just on our one hour call that I was like, okay, I have to get in here somehow. 
And um, so I, you know, they told me about PIN and I was going through a different course with my gym um, and having some trouble implementing some of the information from that course Mm. to help my gym get better. And, um, you know, just by that one hour conversation with Chuck and Tony, knowing that my perspective had shifted and being like, oh, this makes sense. I wanted more. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what led me to pin. And I mean, pin just totally helped me implement so many things that it was like, I had all this information in my brain, in notebooks, in my computer, everywhere, (laughs) but it wasn't going where I wanted it to go or, Mm. you know, and so that was kind of my, you know, and I guess that was, um, (laughs) that's a really good um i guess validation of you know you can have someone give you all the content strategies plans and ideas but if you actually don't know what's behind them to implement them or see if they're worth implementing it it's very hard like we often talk in fitfully about it's not about us giving you the answers it's about helping you find your own path and your own answers and guiding you through coaching because sometimes it can be quite overwhelming when you're bombarded with all this stuff and you're expected to implement it you're like well, I don't don't know if that fits and I don't know how to make it fit and I might adjust it but I might drop something critical which means oh that didn't work for me right you know and it's that that, was, those gurus uh, yeah and that was kind of it is like you get all these we're going to go with the word answers and, and advice mm. for now. Um, I, I feel like it, it's a little bit different than that, but you get answers and advice through, I mean, not even taking courses and seminars, but like even podcasts and Instagrams and this, that, the other thing of what you should do. Um, mm. But we all know, unless it makes sense in our brain and like you have that aha moment, then it's just mm. like doing someone else's thing for them and hoping it works. And that's yep. re- like, you have nothing to, you don't have anything to hold on. feels like your investment, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, where, sure. you know, I feel like, I, I feel like pin and fit affiliate just kind of taught me how to look at things differently to make it my own. And so I could have the confidence of implementing and investing and putting things out there. Mm. And I don't it's, know if that was clear and how to communicate that, but. No, 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 that, that makes perfect sense because, you know, a lot of, and in that group, which is a small group for, for that reason is that, you know, we're not packing 300 people in that group. So you're sitting on a zoom with tiny little screens and hoping someone might answer your question. It's, you know, six to eight people, and helping you understand how to take things forward to the owner in the right way. So rather than going to an owner and saying, hey, we got to do this, but, oh, are you going to do that? No, well, I'm just telling you what you need to do versus learning how to take ownership of something saying, hey, I see this opportunity, you know, I'm going to run with it. And, you know, as an owner, I put two staff through PIN and, um, at first it was really confronting for me because, you know, they come back to me and, and say, how many leads have we had in this week? And you're like, why? Why do you want to know? And it was, I was like, oh, well, you know, 
five or six and they're like, okay, well, who are they? And I'm like, oh, well, this is in my head. I need to get these down. And it's like, well, what happened to them? Why didn't they convert? Or why did this person? And they're asking me hard questions as an owner, which you don't normally have to answer to anyone except yourself or if you have a coach, you know, or a mentor, that's that's who you're answering to. But it it was it was very freeing then. You know, I even had the experience where, and I've talked about this before, one of my coaches, I was going to do something. I can't even remember what it was now financially. And he has dragged me by the arm back to my office and pointed to the scoreboard on the whiteboard in my office and went, so does this decision, is that factored in these numbers here? And I go, well, no. Well, then that's why are you even thinking about it? It's like, okay, good chat, buddy. Thank you. And it's just having someone who you realise is invested as you are. How did you find the experience in that smaller group environment and realising that you maybe weren't the only one that struggled with the same things? Yeah, it was really helpful and eye-opening to know that, like, um, exactly what you just said, other people were having the same problems. It might be master seen in a different way, but it, I, you know, for the bottom line of conversation, it was essentially the same sort of issue. Um, mm. And it was neat to be able to hear different versions of the issue um, and different approaches to work it out because my solution for my gym and how we want to run it is going to be different than your solution for your gym and how you want to do it. But the ideas mm. that get conversed help you brainstorm and kind of get it out loud so you can because mm. sometimes I'd say something and I'd be like oh well that's stupid <laughs> you know <laughs> but like until you actually say it out loud and give it to somebody else you don't you know it's amazing what our brains can do and make us think some mm. things are a good idea that are terrible and other things that are we think like would never work and then I'm like oh no that's legit we could, we could actually we could facilitate that you know mm. um yeah it's just, my onboarding get, process was, was in motion uh, uh, when I was creating that. And, um, mm. I was definitely a little scared of implementing it. When, and, you know, going back to the numbers and seeing things, once you learn the difference of what the income can be and how it can help your gym, and then mm. it also you know, provided the person coming in with a little bit of comfort and a relationship to start before they jump into class. I mean, mm. it was, I think I probably would have waited another month or six weeks if I hadn't been in pin and been like, okay, yeah, I can do this and I need to do this. And yep. um, it made a huge difference for us. Yeah, it, it can. I remember my guys suddenly, one of them came back to me and said, I understand now why, you know, <clears throat> it's important that we sell bottles of water, for example, that that can make a huge difference or why you're always saying to wear our, you know, gym shirt when we're not coaching to work out in or, you know, buy the protein here. I said, yeah, I said, you know, two or three sales a week makes a huge difference to the bottom line over the year and they actually had, you know, the back knowledge so then they started suddenly buying more of their their own supplements and knee sleeves and all that sort of stuff through me and then 
recommending it to members because usually, like, I was saying to somebody um, the other week, like when when the whole transition between Reebok and Noble happened for CrossFit, like mm. I love my nanos, always have, and most of the members in my gym still wore nanos because they would come to me and say, well, what shoes do you recommend? And that's, you know, showing the coaches that, you know, the, the members are going to be led by your example. If they see you drinking the protein, they're going to want to drink the protein. If they see you wearing the shirt or the whatever, it, you know, it was a very important link for them understanding it wasn't just a bottle of water or, you know, understanding concepts like LTV and ATV that, oh, if a member left in their first week, how much have we really lost? Not just it's one person. Or if you're a, you know, an ass to Bob in the 5am and he quits, well, it's not just Bob's gone. It's all of this other potential stuff and this long-term residual income. And um, it it was very eye-opening for them to see that. And it actually led to them to be more engaged, you know, through that process. How have you found the benefit of the, you know, having through that being coached because that is led by, you know, one of our fit affiliate coaches. How did you find that helped you in just even your everyday approach to CrossFit and the, you know, looking at the community through a different lens? It made me more curious. Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, Instead of, everything, you know, um, I think the easiest way to relate this is CrossFit has standards for their movements, right? And they're there for a reason, obviously, because, you know, Mm -hmm. we want you as mobile and as um, capable as as possible, but not everybody's able to meet those standards and not Mm. because they don't want to. It's not, Johnny's not squatting full depth because he's lazy. You know, it's, there's bigger things going on. And then it's like, oh, you know, me, me or any of my coaches saying, get lower in your squat, get lower in your squat. Isn't going to make Johnny get lower if he physically can't get lower. Right. So it's, it's then, you know, trying to approach John and communicate with him after class, before class, you know, in downtime of like, Hey, it seems like, you know, you're, your glutes, or your adductors might be a little tight. This is what I'm thinking based on X, Y, Z movements. Have mm. you ever noticed any uncomfort? And then working with them. And then, you know, the next thing you know, they're telling you also about a past injury or when they used to play football in high school or their kid did this. And like you learn about their outside life, which grows the bond stronger, makes them want to stay more, lets them know you mm-hmm. care. So yeah. it, curiosity leads to a lot more good <laughs> and yeah. and better service mm. all around. Yeah. And that curiosity comes down to like just asking better questions. And mm-hmm. if, if you can ask, you can ask somebody, well, why is that important to you? But they can tell if you're not interested, but if you can ask, why is that right. important to you and really listen actively, like that's, going to be it can be life-changing for people to have someone ask them that question and give them the opportunity to share things that are that matter to them right and that's how you know power as coaches I guess on the on the floor is that you know we have access to so many people's lives and can make 
such a difference to their lives in in many different ways, good, bad, or indifferent, hopefully more good than bad, but just by talking to them and listening to them because really people just want to be seen and heard. Right. And, and this is, go on. Oh, I was just going to share a quick story, and I mm. think I shared this with you personally a week or two ago, but, you know, we have a, a client that, um, we did rope climbs and there's mm. a point where she was avoiding rope climbs. And she finally <laughs> said to me on the side one day, you know, I understand CrossFit's constantly varied and it's all good for my body and it, it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I just don't understand why I need to learn how to rope climb. I'm never going to be hanging off a cliff. <laughs> and, and she's like, up some work. but and, you know, I understood her frustration because it's it's hard and it's frustrating and it's hard to stay focused or feel like you're getting a workout if you can't do something and you're just trying to learn the skill. We've all been there in different mm. things. And, you know, mm. I know that personally this friend has um, things like all sorts of dementia and things like that in her family, you know, all sorts of neurological diseases and I know that's very important to her is brain health as well. And I told her, I was like, here, for nothing else, how about you come and you work on those rope climbs because it's going to, you know, start, it's going to connect new, it's going to fire new neurotransmitters and form new connections in your brain. And that's going to help your overall capacity long-term. And she mm. always comes to rope climbs now and she can actually climb now. And it's oh, the no. coolest thing to watch somebody who mm. care about rope climbs get excited, you know, yeah. after years of really trying. And yep. it's like things like that. It's so powerful. It's not just about CrossFit and the fitness part. It's so much bigger. Yeah, it's just a tool. And, you know, we talk about um, in affiliate, one of the big things we work with our clients on is about knowing their why. And it's no different for you guys as coaches on the floor. It's like you knew her why and could use that to help her move past fear and take the next step that she needed to take and understand why something was important and worth doing because it mattered to her Yeah. rather than just seeing it just as a rope climb. Sure, you may never dangle from a cliff, but everyone needs new neural pathways and to get that brain matter firing you know, more often for sure. And as well as, you know, the the confidence and everything else she gets from conquering that. I mean, that's huge. And that's yeah. why we do what we do, isn't it? It's like help guiding people through. So from PIN, um, you know, you made the leap into our Million Dollar Coach program, which is a online course. So you, you worked your way through that. Was that just the next sort of step you felt like in your evolution of like being curious and okay, what's the next thing that I can learn in a, in this format where it's not just telling me everything. Yeah. Um, more curious for sure of, you know, how, how do we bring more revenue to ourselves as coaches and then mm -hmm. to the gym overall? Yep. And, 
you know, again, it goes back to what I said earlier. We have all these seminars and all these this information, but how, how what do we do with it? Like, do I just mm. coach a one hour class, you know, like four hours a day, five days a week for the rest of my life and make that, mm. you know, X amount of an hour? Like it's mm. being curious to see how creative you can get for what your skills are and what your comfort level is to try and build something different to provide an opportunity for your members and an opportunity for your gym mm. to bring in more money, allow them to learn something or experience something different and new. Um, and mm. that, that whole path is still like, I'm, I'm still working through the steps and I refer to it regularly to, you know, try and create, new ideas mm. and opportunities yeah quite often you know that's where gym managers head coaches can fall in the trap they're like well I've got my you know level one two three four whatever it is that they have you know I've done all these specialty seminars like go to the owner and like well what are you going to pay me now and he's like well what are you what are you what are you bringing to me like and not understanding yeah you're still 30 bucks. 20, because look, yeah. <laughs> here's the bucket. That, that's all that's in the bucket is an understanding that, you know, if you can generate more revenue for the gym, you will benefit from that and using your skills and abilities and coming to the gym owner with, you know, how do I be more valuable to you? How can I be an asset rather than an expense? Because, you know, pretty much if you're just turning up coaching for one hour going home, that's an expense. You're an expense to the business. You're an asset in that hour that you're coaching, but in effect, you're essentially an expense. So how do I, learning how to frame the conversation, I guess, to the the owner about how can I add more value to your, to this, to the gym and we both benefit rather than, well, I'm just going to do PT right. and I'm just going to keep all that money and I'm going to do all those things. It's like understanding how it can work for both parties. And your role in that. Right. Because the owner's only one person. So, you know, is, there's uh, speaking for myself, there's nothing more frustrating when you're sitting there and your coaches come to you and say, yeah, we should run a gymnastics seminar. Cool. You want to take that on? No. Okay. I don't have the capacity to take that on. So it just doesn't happen. But, you know, having yeah. all those seminars and experiences is so great for members and such a great opportunity. And I was happy to let the coaches run with that, but then they didn't understand necessarily that they could run with that. It's like, well, I just bring an idea to you. It's like, you know, no, this is not how this is going to work now. It's like, bring me, see a problem, bring me a solution, and then how are you going to implement that? Yeah, and I know for me, like even as the general manager, there I have of um a co wanted to do and i've always wanted to bring in class. i didn't have the capacity or bandwidth to take that on myself nor mm. did i really honestly want to <laughs> um <laughs> but i you know one of my coaches approached me and i was like i love that idea i want to do it if you want to take the kids course and then come mm. up with you know we can start with six week sessions or whatever, but like you have to own that. That's, you, mm. you know, you're responsible. 
And he did. And, you know, I had another member who took her level one. She's a teacher. And then she, because I, I was like, I think you'd be great for the kids class too, if you're interested. Mm -hmm. And she did. And now I have these two that have come taken full ownership of the kids and teens class. And it's been a huge hit. And then our members like it because now their kids are getting a foot in the door. Yeah. And yeah. it's about, you know, I empowered my team to do that. Yeah. And, then, you know, so they get some more time, some more experience, and they are also bringing in new revenue for the gym. Yep. They, they yeah, taking ownership. And that can be an empowering th thing. Like, you know, when it happened to you, like how powerful that was when you're like, okay, I'm empowered to do what I need to do and own this and make it successful. And you tend to, because it's your idea, rather than me coming to you and saying, hey, Ash, you're going to run a gymnastics class. And you're like, uh, not really my thing, but okay rather than hey i really want to run this program you know i'm really passionate about it da 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 it's going to be more successful um because yeah. as you as you've experienced in your journey of learning it's easier when something is your idea your concept rather than someone just telling you what to to do or what you should implement yeah yeah you have more sure. ownership so i guess you know to to get to the last piece of your your evolution of, of learning and curiosity, you then started working, looked into one-on-one -on -one coaching. We won't talk about your coach. I know they're amazing. They'll, they'll just get a big head. We won't talk about them. But <laughs> what, what led you to go down, you know, to say, okay, I want to work one-on-one -on -one with a coach to, to help me push even further forward than I did in the group model at PIN and I've done this million dollar coach program. Here's my next step. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my coach has a funky accent, but you know, I deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, that again. I, um, I needed the accountability. I think we all do. And I, you know, not to be a broken record, but I've been through so many things where you get told what to do and, you're given all the information. And it, I, it was like, I don't need that. I need a way now to manage, filter, and start to process, identify, and prioritize all of these, this knowledge that I have. Um, mm. And that, you know, when I, obviously talking with Chuck and Tony, I was like, I'm in the right place. I, these are the people, these are my people I want to be around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I said that I use I, I were the hippies of CrossFit because of the way they think. And I was like, I'm yeah. in. Um, and then Pin, and I worked with Matt as my coach. Um, mm. You know, again, it just, the, the same thing. It was the, the discussion and the curiosity and then taking the time to not spin my wheels, but say, okay, what can we do that's going to move that needle into the... Mm to lay things out so they can become manageable. Yeah. Um, so obviously, and, and, you know, and then and the one-on-one -on -one coaching is just, I just need, needed that for me, out me so that journey can go in the direction I want it to go. And mm. I don't stay stagnant or in one place. I, I mm. tend to do that. <laughs> no, I tend to get comfortable, it's, and then you're like, "I'll find all 
to do's that seem like I'm doing things, but they're not actually moving me forward. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm, you know. Yeah. And I look, I'm the so queen of that. The it's, accountability. I, f- I feel like I have a lot of output. So I feel like oh, I've been productive this week and it's like, yeah, that's a great spreadsheet. Did you really need it? No, but look at what I did. I did things. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, having that accountability, that was a big part of my journey into fit affiliate as well is that, you know, as an affiliate owner and sometimes as a as a head coach gym owner, you might say, okay, well, this week I'm going to do this, this, and this, and they're like, ah, oh, didn't get to it. Oh, well, nobody knows because nobody knows what you're going to do. Whereas when you've got something on a to-do list that someone's going to care enough to ask you next week, okay, did you get these things done? And you're like, oh, no. Then they care enough to say, well, why? What What's the block? What stopped you? Let's work through that. Versus like you don't want to turn up to that meeting and say, oh, well, actually I haven't done any of those things. But I did all these shiny, pretty things over here because then that's a whole different conversation. But that as co- as your coach, we care enough to have to go, they're really pretty. That's a good job. But why? Like what's what's happening for you that you are running off and chasing squirrels, as I often get accused of, um, oh, rather than me? what's uncomfortable for this about you? Yeah. Um, and I think the, the accountability is huge. And it's also just learning, like, I will get frustrated with myself if I'm coming to that meeting, knowing that the week before I didn't really have an answer for, you know, a goal or like why I didn't get something done. And then maybe I moved that needle a little bit, but not as much as I wanted to. And so Mm -hmm. it also, you know, as long as you don't get obsessed with the guilt factor of that, it it also just keeps the fire going for you of like, ah, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to in that space. I really, really want before our next meeting. So I can be like, yes, I finally, you know, like feels good for you. And it also gives someone to share that feeling with, which, you know, we're human. So we, not that we need validation, but it, it keeps that, that momentum going. Hmm. It's good just to feel like you've got someone on your team, really, you know, and I know that mm-hmm. Chuck and Tony have talked about they started affiliate because they didn't want affiliate owners to feel alone because they'd felt like that on their journey. And it can be the loneliest seat in the house. And to a degree, being a, a gym manager, head coach can be a really lonely seat because sometimes you're like, well, I can't go and tell the owner that I feel stuck and I'm failing and I can't tell the members like, how do I move forward? And also having a light shone on our tendencies like chasing squirrels and looking at shiny things. It's like I can now start doing something. I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. Hold on. I'm doing that thing again. Why am I doing that? And it's, (laughs) you know, and it's not if you you turn up to a meeting, you know, our weekly meetings are sacred. You turn up to the meeting and you go, oh, I haven't done that. No one's like yelling at you or telling you you failed. It's like, okay, let's look at why. What happened for you that that, what's, and you can start to babble off your surface level excuse and reason. And then it's like, cool, but what else? Like what's really, and start digging in under that. And then you're like, oh, well, actually I was scared to do that. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere and working through that um, in a really positive way, rather than making you feel like, you know, you fail for not getting those things done every week, which we can internalize ourselves and make ourselves feel like that. Um I think 
too, and I was we were talking on this the other day on another call that I had that, you know, a lot of people can perceive that, you know, affiliate is really just about gym owners and that we can help gym owners. But we do get a lot of inquiries from head coaches and gym managers who want to figure out where they fit in the ecosystem, what they do. And I guess there's a perception that, well, if I'm not the business owner, why do I need business coaching? Hmm. Well, I mean, my simple answer for that would be like, do you just want to coach classes forever? Because I don't mm. think anybody really does, nor should they, because our goal as humans should be to evolve, right? Mm. Um, and if you're like, well, no, this is just how I pay for X, Y, Z, and I like that I'm a member here, I coach, then yeah, maybe that's not for you. But for mm. a majority of people who got into coaching, just like I did, it's like, how many people can I help? How many lives mm. can I change? And everybody's mm. got something they're more passionate about, you know, whether it's Olympic lifting, nutrition, I mean, the list goes on and on, you can get even more specific into the minute details. Mm. Um, but you have a way that you could kind of take advantage of your, that passion and that specialty that you have. Um, and getting some one-on-one -on -one coaching will help you yep. start the direction of where you can take that and see the opportunities that lie ahead of you that might be just within your affiliate and you don't even have to do anything else, but you can, you know, executing your affiliate and do more mm. and, you know, or it might be outside of your affiliate. There might be things that you can do within the walls of the affiliate and then remotely or, Mm. from you know or go and visit schools or something like that there are so many different avenues that you could go down and that that coaching helps you figure out not tell you but helps you figure out which one is best for you mm. because that's where you really want to go and that will serve you the best for your future yeah and and that, I mean, anyone could benefit. I tell Fit Philiate all the time that they could take this and coach anyone in any position, not just CrossFit mm. and owners and stuff, because yeah. coaching is huge. It is. It is. It's, you know, we've all been in positions where we've been told what to do and here's a cookie cutter model, but that's not my dream. And that was the thing on my initial call with Chuck and Tony is, you know, they asked, well, what do you want the affiliate to be? And rather than saying, well, here's what best practice looks like for an affiliate, it's, okay, cool, that's what you want, let's get it. And I know at the end of COVID I expanded into a second shed and they were like, any other business coach probably would have said to you, well, that's dumb, why are you doing that? They were like, okay, cool, how many new members do we need to pay for that? How much extra revenue? Okay, let's make sure by the time you have to start paying for it in full that we've got that covered. So how do we do that? And, you know, yeah. I was then, you know, thinking about concepts and ideas and ways to do that. And it was completely about, well, this is your dream. You know, if you want to go do that, do that. We're just going to help support you and ask you the questions to help you navigate it and make it successful. It's about what you want and caring about Lisa, the person, as well as Lisa, the gym owner. It was very right. different experience to what I'd had prior. And, yeah. you know, we're and all told, 
we're all told hustle and grind and all those sort of catchphrases where it's like, hey, are you getting enough sleep? Are you working out? Are you eating well? It's like, what's your wellness? What's your thing that no one, you know, asks you about? Yeah. Are you spending time with your family? Do you get your yeah. you time? Right. Yeah. You know, it's that's a big that's a big thing, especially especially for owners. But I yeah. mean, even sometimes even more so for coaches, if they're trying to eventually make a living out of this and then they're they're coaching either in multiple affiliates or taking on more personal training or doing other things to try and make ends meet. Um, mm. You know, like the one on one coaching helps you narrow that down so that you can make the most out of your time you know, not only find what's best for you and what your your dream is and help move you in that direction, but just become solution oriented for whatever problem you're trying to solve or direction you're trying to move in, not only in CrossFit, because mm. CrossFit doesn't exist by itself, right? We all have yeah. lives outside of CrossFit. Our members bring them in with us. We bring them mm -hmm. in with us. It affects everything we do. So you have to care about Lisa, the person and add the person. And, you know, that's very clear in the one-on-one -on -one coaching because you can't ignore yep. the stuff that happens outside of the, the, the walls of your box. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for other gym, owner, gym managers and head coaches, people who are, you know, similar position to you, they're maybe feeling stuck, maybe feeling a bit lost or, overwhelmed with information that's out there and also overwhelmed with the information givers who are promising quick solutions and all the answers. What's your guidance to them? Get on a call. <laughs> Get on a call yeah. with Chuck and Tony because it'll change your life. <laughs> but seriously, um, you know, we're so willing to put money into seminars and level two, level three, whatever, um, because we think it's going to make us better, but it's just more information. Invest in something that's actually going to give you the tools to move that information and do something with it and help mm. you not just in the gym. It will help you on so many more levels than the hours you spend in a gym. Um, yeah. So follow, follow the podcast, Instagram, all that stuff. I mean, it sound I sound like a sales rep, but <laughs> it did change. I mean, I wish I found affiliate. You know, I wish I knew about them years ago because they have changed my life. As you know, I've been slowly infiltrating Fitfiliate <laughs> yes. as well. So, um, which is the, I guess, the next step in your journey. Like you are taking that step into, you know. Um, coaching by running a program of pin yourself now so it's almost you're the yeah. ultimate successful graduate where you've <laughs> been through the programs you've experienced the coaching and now you're like yeah I'm ready to the greatest demonst demonstration mastery is to be able to teach what you've learned to others and right that's the the next step you've made which is a powerful way to give back into the ecosystem yeah yeah I mean and that was a uh I remember when Jamie told me, she's like, we want you to do pin. And I was shocked, um, but I was honored. And I was like, yes, it's finally happening. Because I, I mean, like I said, from the beginning, the first call I had, I was like, I need to be in with these people. This makes sense. This is applicable in every aspect of life. 
And it speaks to me so strongly because mm. it can help so many people, no matter what avenue you're, you're headed down. And yep. um, yeah, so I infiltrated and here I am <laughs> and I'm running, you running the next pin and um, hoping to find, you know, people that I can help them find their solutions and mm. move but I think in their you're in such a unique position that you're in the same role that they are. So you understand <clears throat> from their perspective of, yeah, sometimes it's hard to go up and talk to your own about something or it can be daunting to raise something. It's like, yeah, cool. And let's work through that. And why that? Because you've walked that path yourself. So, you know, that's a powerful thing yeah. for you. And you're right. Like through my work with Fitfiliate, you know, I opened my gym to help people. And then I realized through Fitfiliate, if I started, once I got the opportunity to start coaching clients, it's like instead of helping 100 people at my gym, if I help five coaches with their affiliates, that could be a 1,000 people that I could potentially help lead better lives through CrossFit because their gyms are going to stay open, their coaches are, their owners are happy and healthy, their coaches are happy and healthy, they're thriving, they're offering new things. Like that's like a powerful thing, way to think about it. Yeah. So it's just about helping everybody, you know, a rising tide, you know, rises all, you know, all ships. So we're all helping each other in the ecosystem. So thank you, Ash. It's been a really insightful chat with you today. Um, you. It's been great to hear your perspective on some things and even things that we haven't chatted about in our calls. But, you know, yeah. I appreciate your time today and, and jumping on the podcast. I know it can be a daunting thing, but I told you we'd make you look good. So. Um, <laughs> thanks thanks for your time this morning Ash thank you so much Lisa thank you my friend for listening to the Fitfiliate podcast if you would be interested in hopping on a free call with us to just kind of chat about what you think your problems are and what you think the gap is between where you're at and where you want to go we can see if maybe we can help you along that journey figure out if we're all a good fit to do some sweet things together so click the link set up a consult Let's help you identify some problems that we can mutually solve.